This is Justin, and you are listening to episode 5.2. This is our full review of The Dark Tower, which will contain spoilers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your doom. Welcome to your doom. across the desert and the gunslinger followed incredible opening words which are not fucking used by this movie they are when the um the woman whispers it It, there's literally a whisper of this so right after so we're going to spoil it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that whole terrible scene with his dad being killed oh but but it's not used at the beginning no no which is just crazy it's it's well they don't that's the whole problem with the movie, right? They don't know what to do with this. I was... I, I Like, it's just like this random whisper you hear. The man in black flag. Oh. Oh. Man, the gunslinger followed. Did that happen at the beginning, though? That no. Happen at the no, that right? happens, like, so after that whole confrontation and he shoots him and he just catches the arrow behind his head and he walks off and then it just fades to black and you hear that whisper. Oh, it's awful. I... These words are as iconic as, like, for me, they're as iconic as, like, uh, Call Me Ishmael from Moby Dick. Yeah. Uh, having read half of Moby Dick and not making made it all the way through, <laughs> that thing is just massive. Is I was hooked by, when, like, right in that first few words. That first sentence is such a big part of that story, right? Um, these are just as iconic. And anytime you read anything about the Dark Tower... These words, this this sentence is the thing that pops up. It's iconic, and it's what the it's what the it's what the tri- you know the the gunslinger born hardcover like graphic novel starts with. It's what the book starts with. The, it just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't happen, and that's when I knew. I'm like, oh god, like because that's a no brainer. I think like just from a from an adaptation standpoint, like that's just like a no brainer to do that, and they don't do it. Um, they don't even have those two in the desert at any point. Together. That's right. Yeah, they no. don't. There's, there's no, there's no scene like that. It's just like I mean, I can, I can picture like such like a gorgeous like shot of the desert. It could almost be very like Clint Eastwood like western that's starkness. What that's to what it, it was know? meant to be. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole right. That's right. Character of Gunslinger was partly inspired by, by Eastwood. Yeah, the Eastwood, Eastwood western, from yeah. the Good, Bad, and Ugly. The man with right. the name. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. <clears throat> but yeah, um, no, it starts off instead in New York, where Jake's having bad dreams. Premonitions, but bad dreams. Right. No, does it start there? Doesn't mm-hmm. it? That's how it starts. I think it starts right off But he wakes up from a nightmare. What's the nightmare? The nightmare is... The, oh, yeah, that's oh, right. the kids. It starts off, yeah, them having, like, there's that town just yeah. outside. I just call it the murder tower. <laughs> I don't know why I call it that, because no one's technically getting murdered in that thing and it's not really a full tower it's kind of like a stubby tower it's a, it's a but, dome oh that's right it's yeah, like the base of a tower off yeah yeah they're and then them. jake wakes up and he's like ah another dream and then they earthquakes yeah. earthquakes then the hot mom comes in and is like jake you all right and i'm like oh distracted <laughs> and then um 
then it goes straight into his weird stepdad and his his friend, who neither of those characters help the plot in any way at all, That's aside right. from being like, ah, he's crazy. And then that the kid f- is crazy. And like, then the friend just being completely useless. Yes. Yeah. He was like giving exposition on stuff that didn't need to be exposed. Just, <laughs> he was just, just like, checking that you guys were oh. alive after this earthquake. Yeah. Yeah, that and like, <laughs> hey, what? Hey, you still having those dreams? Like, of course he is. The audience just saw so, that. He <laughs> just woke up. That's right. That's and, right. Oh, God. And then the earthquake. The earthquakes too bugged me too because everybody seemed very cavalier about that. They're like, ah, earthquakes. I'm like, it's New York. <laughs> Why are people not freaked out like crazy about constant, very large scale earthquakes? <laughs> That's like, right. I had a, uh, like, it's, I don't know, I feel like the whole scientific community would probably be terrified and there would be full spread panic everywhere. That's right, yeah. This, this whole movie is a big rant. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Pick a topic. <laughs> so, anyways, he decides one day to be like, uh, he, he puts his drawings away, he's like, ah, no more bad dreams. And then he dreams of the gunslinger. And he, he dreams of, the, like, the Battle of Jericho Hill, like, basically right. to the end of. The guns, the, the end of the gunslingers, or right. it's just him and his dad. Yeah. So I'd like to talk about this scene briefly. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I've got a note. I few notes. I look at this scene and I'm like, oh, you know, like Stephen Deshane is in this movie. Oh, this is cool. And immediately regretted feeling any optimism because they basically pump the set full of smoke. Yeah. And they have a cliched, you know, the whisper, the man in black. And they, they recite the gunslingers. Old, and they just seem woefully unprepared. And he just doesn't look like... He's like from the line of Eld and all of this like stuff. And they're supposed... The gunslingers are a great... They're like the Jedi. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Or like Arthurian knights. Or, you know, like that type of that type of thing. And he just looks like... Uh, he like, he looks like he picked up a gun like yesterday. They look like Civil War soldiers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they look like Civil War soldiers. I, did, I actually didn't know they were gunslingers. Yeah, I thought that I thought that the only two gunslingers were Stephen and Roland. Right. I didn't know that those other people were. Well, do you mean like were there other folks? What do you mean other people? I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about his dad and like him. Like, yeah, they just those, look like they those two were gunslingers. And I got that from the guns, I guess. Yeah. But like, no. What about the other? The, there was the 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 dude that was lying down, and the man in black came over top of him like, and said something, and then he died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, were like those gunslingers too, or those I, were just I think villagers? they were supposed to be. I think they were all supposed to be. I suppose gunslingers. It's not obvious. Yeah, it's not obvious. Yeah. Um, well, but but yeah, like so. You, what you just said, Civil War like folks, which is not it's not a bad thing, not no. a bad look, but it's a, they look like Civil War folks in a bad like I mean reenactment like yeah. they look like of inf- a civil- infantry soldiers is what I mean to say. Sure, sure, but I mean even that you can make that work if you wanted that to be your look. But they, it looks like a bad reenactment. Yeah. You know in Shark Week when they have those reenactments oh, of God. sharks like attacking people and it's just awful and they put a red filter on the screen and shake the camera in the water and stuff like that? This is like – this is that bad. Yeah. I And I was really, really surprised because Nikolaj Arsel, the guy who directed this film, he's he's done another – he did another movie called The Royal Affair with Mass Mikkelsen. It's a Danish film. It's a great movie and it's a beautiful looking movie. Beautiful. I own it on Blu-ray. It's fantastic. Um, and when he was announced as the director for this film, I'm like, oh, that's great. Cause he's got a great eye. And then this scene pops up and I'm like, Fuck. what yeah. happened here? Like this, this looks like they were trying to cover the setup. Um, it, they, they, they basically relied mm-hmm. on cliched, you know, omnipresent villain 
these the man in black's powers are introduced which are just i think they're just they're like random. lame and random the stop breathing the bullet catching the i don't know i just it was all just it was all just really really run of the mill like like bad when they when they introduced those two talking it seems like it doesn't seem like they've just fought a big battle. It seems like they've just ran a marathon and they're catching their breath. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, I need some water. Hold on, hold on. It, like, there's nothing that convinces me that they've just had the battle of their life. Yeah. And they're the only two survivors. And this is it. This is the end of the gunslingers. Yeah. what it seems like. Yeah. There's nothing that convinces me. This looks me like a that. small, like, skirmish. Yeah. In, like, a And they just catching their breath. All right, all right. Let's just sit here on this rock for a second yeah on the plus side Jay Lee would love to draw this scene that's true he's got a lot of mist a lot of mist yeah the um, other thing too why the hell so Roland's dad dies yeah and then very easily the, very easily it was like and, and there was, was like, climactic like, and the thing is is there was no, also another thing was there was no explanation as to why the gunslinger is immune to the man in black's yes. powers they're exactly. just like yeah he he's just immune. says it cool. and that's it and he says the word magics. Magic. It kind of makes me laugh when someone says the word magic magics. in plural. But th- so, anyways, the the other thing that really irks me in that K. scene. It's with the K. Yeah. He just kills his dad. He's really pissed off. He takes one shot. He catches it. You've got eleven other bullets. The what hell are you not unloading for? And yeah, and yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't do anything. Uh, no. And I thought maybe because he knows that none of them will go through because he could just go like this and they're all gone. Yeah. But then later in the climax of the film, he's got to bring up all kinds of rocks and glass and shit to deflect all these bullets because yeah, he can't catch can't, all of them. Yeah. You unload on both guns. Yeah. He's not ready for it. He's walking away. Yeah. You've got him point blank. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. And it's not like like the only other thing I could think of was like, oh, maybe he's so distraught and has just given up on life. Sure. Yeah. But then the next time he gets a chance to go after the man in black, he's like, yeah, I want that motherfucker right now. It's like, wait a minute. Why are you deciding that now? Yeah. You had a chance before. It was, it was, it just didn't make sense to me. I was like, that would have been the end of the movie right there. Yeah. It was, it was strange that he kind of does let him, he just lets him walk away. I remember he just kind of like. Apparently. And right after that is when they say the words. You know. Oh, and the man but yeah. fled. It doesn't look Wait, like anyone he, fled. He just walked and he just stood. And <laughs> and, and there's this great thing in the in the books where like it says the man in black fled across the other gunslinger followed, but they use the word fled and then they play around with that a lot in the story. It's like who's chasing who? Mm-hmm. Like who? You know, is is the man in black fleeing? He's not. He's, yeah. he's it seems very cat and mousey. Yeah, yeah, it's and they and they play on that. Yeah, right? and they play on that. And and this movie doesn't make that a mystery. They don't make that. They, the man in black isn't fleeing. The no. man in black is in control, right? Like he's he's in control. You know, stop breathing. Stick your thumb up your butt. Like he'll just tell you to do whatever you got to do, and he you'll do it, right? Um, very preacher. Have you guys ever read Preacher? No. I've seen. I've read a little bit AMC of it a long time ago. Sorry, yeah, AMC, AMC just. Oh uh, yes, based on uh, yes, Cooper. it's based on the based on the comic. But one of the things he gets the word of God, and he can he basically says something in God's voice, and people do it. It's it's very much like that. Um, you know, like there, so I am, there is stuff about this movie. I like this scene. I just couldn't, I don't know. I just, I was, I felt so let down by this scene because it was just one with a, re- a very good actor, like a great choice, like oh an actor, yeah. great casting. Yeah. It was great casting. It just, it seems like an afterthought. It seems like a reshoot. Yeah. Like, I agree. Uh, it, it seemed like, you know, oh, we, pro- we should probably have this scene. Does somebody have like a couple thousand dollars. Okay. We could put together a shoot and shoot in a couple of hours, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I, I, you know, I don't, 
I think Nicolaj Arsenal is, is capable of shooting a beautiful movie. I think that there were things that were happening during the production of this film, and there was a lot of that talk mm-hmm. that didn't play in his favor, Yeah, I think. And I think that, you know, he was... Mic- whatever it was, he was micromanaged or yes. whatever it happens to be. Because yeah. I think he's, he's a great... The cast is great. He's a great director. It just didn't, for whatever reason, didn't come together. Right. And this scene is, is, is a good example. Is a good example of that. Well, and they could have used that scene to explain a bit more about what the gunslinger is sure. all about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we know because there's yeah. a lot of uh, materials surrounding that, but there's nothing in the movie that offers that these gunslingers are essentially like the knights of their realm. Yeah, right? nothing, Yeah. other than Roland just kind of saying it, yeah. they never show and, it. And we know that the guns are made from, like they're forged from just, you know, like Excalibur, whatever. Right, yeah. Right. There was so a line about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but they only a, say that his guns are. But, right, yeah. Um, but then how does he get them? Why is he the one who gets them? Right, yeah. Like, like does that lend to his special immunity against Walter? Like, they could have used that. They could have used it. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to... Like, again, this isn't about being slave... You're right. This is not about being, being slavish to the book. It's about create a mythology. Yeah. Like, make an effort. And uh, another point I wanted to make was, I liked the idea of a 90-minute film. Oh, I love that. You give me a 90-minute film, I'm a happy, happy yeah. camper. Some a lot of people... felt longer. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would feel longer, right? <laughs> but I, I think that... A 90-minute film would have been great. And I remember Nicolaj Arsel responding to a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's 90 minutes. And then people are freaking out. Uh, he's like, actually working with a 90-minute film is better because it allowed me to be way more focused and make decisions about what is in and what is out to make a streamlined movie. Unfortunately, what came out wasn't a streamlined yeah. movie, but that notion is still something I would love to see. And you know what movie does that very, very well? What movie... What movie has a very focused, character-driven story, but hints at a huge outside world and big mythology that it capitalizes in its sequel. And it does it all very, very well. John Wick. Yes, I need exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. John Wick I had a feeling is, going that way. is the poster child for this. Yeah, exactly. If you watch the first John Wick, there is stuff in there that has like zero explanation, but through like visuals, through a little bit of dialogue, you get the idea. You get it hints at this bigger world. It, right? it, it hints at the bigger world, and those hints are done in passing. But it attaches the film itself attaches you to John himself. Yes, and the villain. Yes, and there's clear motivations and and, and everything exactly. about that. So you can you 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 see all those little things and you absorb them quickly. But none of that's a priority to you at that time. But then once that first movie's done, and you go into a second film. Well, where's the character at? Do you focus on something new the character's doing, or do you expand that world? Yeah. They went with the expanding world. Yes. Thing. In this one, they do neither. I couldn't give a fuck about the characters, and they didn't talk about any of the universe either. Right. Yeah. It was just useless. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, John Wick, poster child for introducing mythology in a very subtle way, mm-hmm. and this movie could use could. Can you imagine? I mean, I think you can re-edit this film into a better movie. I think. I mean, I'm not an editor. I don't know. But, you know, that was long. my first reaction is when we walked out of that theater. I felt like it was a victim to the editing room. Oh, they yeah, sure. chopped it up. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know which parts to leave in, which parts yeah. were relevant, and which parts weren't. They just kind of did, like, this is probably what the audience is going to like, but for each scene rather than as a movie as, as a whole. whole. Yeah, yeah, maybe. that yeah. does. Yeah, it does seem symptomatic of, like treating scenes independently of each other. Yeah. yeah. They just don't come together really right. well. So that's <laughs> that was one scene in the movie, so we'll, we'll keep moving. So uh, he, uh, you know, you get to see the man in black's powers, and he does things like stop breathing, and he says that to his father. His father dies. 
um, and Jake uh, wakes up and from his dream and you see like you know here like the Stephen King references start coming in which I actually enjoyed I love seeing them I, I like seeing that stuff like the the um, he goes to his psychiatrist and or psychologist or I don't know which one which is which he was the yeah. the um, the one of the um, other useless characters in the film that didn't contribute to fuck all yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. Did he? Did he, he not? I mean, I think he's all he basically. Purpose. No, 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 no. All he basically did. This is my opinion, but all he basically did was say, "Oh yeah, you got some crazy dreams over there. Maybe it's about your father." That could have been done. That it was already established he was having crazy dreams, and yeah. it was already established that people would think they were crazy from his mom's reaction to them. Sure. And his mom could have been the one that said, "It might." Do you think it's maybe because of what happened to your father? Sure. Which yeah. again, even that, like, who gives? Like, how did his father really contribute to this plot at all? Aside from the one scene later with the dark, dark, dark forest monster, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, the, I think the fact that his father passed like, didn't make any difference to the story either. The father relationship comes up when, like, in that scene because it's his dad that sort of lures him into that trap. But, but that uh, could have easily been his mom. Yeah, sure. Right? It didn't need to be a dead person. Sure. Sure. Yeah, and it is. It could yeah, have just been somebody in his yeah. mind. I mean, somebody he they could have just said he he's going to see a psychiatrist and leave it at that. Like exactly. Yeah, you didn't need to, to devote four scene. minutes of that scene. Does the, the, the psychiatrist say something that oh, I can't remember? Now. No, All they did was earthquakes. And yeah, like during the session, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is like this uh, is what I'm." And talking again, about. he's very cavalier about. It. He's like, "Ah, oh, another earthquake." Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're in New York. You're not on a fault line. Right. So, like on the psychiatrist's desk, you see uh, you see the overlook a picture of the Overlook Hotel. That's what falls over in the Overlook Hotel is the one from The Shining. Yeah, but who uh, gives a shit? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I like, I, the, I like the Easter it's, eggs. Again, it's, it's nice. It's nice that there's it. Easter eggs, but yeah, they don't do anything for the story. I, I didn't yeah. even I didn't notice yeah. it, and I, the whole time that psychiatrist scene was going on, I was thinking, where are we going with this? And it turns out nowhere. There right. was really no. no reason to have that that like scene. Barlow, right? Or Bar- yeah, Barlow. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I like that yeah, stuff. It's it's it's, cool. it's just, again. It's for you know the hardcore. Um, yeah. Yeah. who know actually what they're talking about, but right. it does nothing for the movie. Exactly. Right. It exactly. does not push it forward. Doesn't bring anything. Like Marvel's good at putting Easter in DC too. They're good at putting little Easter eggs in there, but yeah. they, they don't and make that a central focus. Where exactly. this one it sounds There's like, like maybe one egg. This movie's just littered with eggs that are completely separate from each other. It's a Chicken it's house. An egg fest. <laughs> <laughs> it's an egg fest. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. Like they have the whole Barlow and um, Straker. 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 Yeah. yeah. So that could have been actually useful because there is a, there there's is a, a character right a, from prominent. Salem's Lot. So that's a connection to Salem's Lot. Prominent where, character. Yeah. Where one of the character ends up showing up, shows up in one of the later books. Um, yeah. Without so, revealing too much. Yeah. But they don't do anything about that. Another scene is where they're walking into, um, I think it's like a safe house, and there's a that's where the rose is outside. Yeah, so right. they have this, I don't know if you know, did you notice any rose imagery in the film? Like pictures of a rose? I might have, I don't okay. remember. So, 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 so wasted scenes. So I feel like I feel like the rose is a more prominent thing than like citrate, sorry, um, Straker and Barlow's, Barlow, like yeah. something like yeah. that, or the Overlook Hotel. Um, 
Yeah, I, I like them because I don't think that they took away from, like, anything, and they just kind of added that giddy factor. Um, I if, don't think, yeah. If they're in a scene of relevance, I agree with you. But that's, they're not. But they're not. That's they're my not. problem. Is right. like, it, like, it, oh, look, there's an image of a rose. So what? If they continued, to, if they pushed the rose imagery a little bit more, I think that it would have been... Or make it relevant at all. Because maybe the, like so, but like pushing the rose imagery, like they could like have put more, a, they could have put a picture of a rabbit dog, and you could have gone, oh Cujo. Well, they they Cujo was in the movie. Did you see him? Fuck oh, Cujo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like someone's walking their dog across the street. Oh, is that a Saint giant Bernard? Saint Bernard? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, that. Okay, well yeah. there you go. See yeah. again, it's just Stephen King like product placement. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> But it does nothing for the movie. They're sure, not, yeah, no, just, you're right, you're they're right. They're wasting screen space uh, and screen right, time with right. this. I'm moving on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. So, so basically after this, then I think that's, it might have been when he has the dream or they might show a little bit more of the man in black brain frying people. Yeah. Um, but then he also meets that crazy homeless person that's like, ah, oh, they're looking for you. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that point I was like, how the hell would he know? But we'll get to that yeah, guy later sure, on because yeah. he comes back in the story. Then he goes back home, and there's the fake face people yeah, that are that trying to come. get him. This leads into the best action scene in the film. Agreed. Oh, 100% agreed. This foot chase is amazing. It's, yeah. it's extremely well shot. Yeah. Exciting. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking good. Because yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen a foot chase like that, like on the rooftops of New York through fire escapes. Yeah. Having been through a lot of these fire escapes myself and seeing someone like clamor through them, like one time I locked myself in my own apartment. <laughs> my lock <laughs> broke. Me, Shathan, and Shagu, my wife, were all stuck in the apartment. We we're supposed to go out. And we had to get out on the fire escape, go around, and then go through my neighbor's my neighbor's apartment, come back out to get out of the apartment. Anyway, that's just one of the many times I've used the fire escape. But um <laughs> So, uh, and not for fires. Uh, so, but like he, you know, he's running through the, it was amazing. It was great. Yeah. And it was a very, actually, it was a very tense scene in the apartment as well when he's getting ready to go and he realizes that they're, you know, the fake skin people. Great. I was like, oh, this yeah. entire scene is wonderful. Um, you know, why couldn't, why couldn't the scene with Roland and Steven be as like thoughtful and like as, uh, as effective, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree 100%. Great, great scene. So then after the foot chase, that's when he gets away. And I guess in earlier scenes, he'd figured out that safe house where the portal was. And he had to get to that. The, the yeah, so he house. finds... Uh, in 1919, I think he already had that information in his head, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The, and that's uh, coming from his dreams, right? Yeah, yes, think, those are coming yeah. from his dreams. Then he wrote them, to, or uh, drew them out. I like how he finds out, too. He just posts on the internet on a yeah, message exactly. board. And I'm like, oh, people do yeah, that yeah, kind of shit. Anybody know responded. where this place is? Yeah, like, yeah oh, that's, that's my old hood is one, one of the Yeah, that's yeah. great. Just he's about to leave, yeah. 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 And no, I he, thought that was pretty great. But then the house attacks him, which I thought was weird. And oh, I, yeah, they didn't... Uh, there's, there's, I, I like okay, the... They need an explanation for that. So I liked the interpret... Because so this does happen in the books. Yeah. Uh, it's very... It's it's much more played out in the books. Yeah. Um, I like the interpretation. The effects were cool. Uh the way, like, the wood was sort of, like, it Coming didn't out, form into a monster with arms and legs. That would have been more, like, Monster House. Yeah. Uh, like, that animated film, which I, I was a great movie. But, uh, you know, you don't want to get that. I think they didn't want that sort of cartoony flavor, and I sort of agree with them. But the way it came together, and, like, I thought those effects were quite good. Mm -hmm. And the effects for the doorways, I thought were really cool, too. It was right. basically just a mirror in a mirror 
that <clears throat> infinite sort of thing with like this crazy shimmer. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that's very very cool. Yeah. Uh, that was a nice. It was a nice interpretation of what and the, like doors. These doors feature heavily in the in the original story. Um, but I can see how that can be tremendously confusing. And especially when he says stop and the, the monster just like falls yeah. into pieces. Which I, was really I didn't even about. realize that. Like I like that whole scene was so chaotic yeah. that I didn't realize he yells out psychically, I guess, stop. Yeah. Like to me when I was watching it, it just it just decides to suddenly drop him. Exactly. It just came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. you thought that he that it stopped attacking him just, just like for out shits? of nowhere, yeah. Really? I didn't realize that he actually like yells out, just drop me and he exerts psychic power well, to he, make him do that. There should have been like a sonic boom Something to, yeah, something some kind like of visual that. understanding. He I just don't yelled. think, yeah, no, he yells. Did you hear him yeah, yell? Yeah, but that's it. There's oh. no reason for me to think that he has his psychic power. I think everybody I, would yell in that circumstance. <laughs> right? And next thing Mine you know, he's like, more oh. like, yeah! <laughs> Rather than put me down. Um, but, uh, but, no, no, I... I I, I I interpreted that completely differently. When he says stop, I think it's supposed to be weird that this thing stops and he grabs his bag and he runs through the portal because it's only later that the yeah. man in black explains the fact that this kid has a strong like uh, has the yeah. strong shine. They, so in the books, they they the the term it's the they touch, use right yeah it's I the just touch. cracked that on the yeah. first book. They call it the touch in the movie. They call it the shine. shine. Which now now I get it because I didn't even make that connection until now. That right from the shine. From the shine. Fuck you, Steven. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, just it's they might have okay. showed an hour and a half of him just slow jerking it on the screen, <laughs> like. <laughs> Just, just in like Augusta, Maine, or no, Bangor, Maine, Bangor, Maine, Bangor, Maine. Yeah. just, just him in his opulent room, just having at it. And he would write it with he, all his books in the back, all his books in the background. He and, and he would write about it too in detail because that's kind of his shtick. <sighs> Anywho, so then, <laughs> so where do we go from here? Oh man. So then Jake gets into the into Midworld? Yeah, he gets yeah. to Midworld and he's like with his shoe somewhere else. With his yeah, shoe yeah. somewhere else. And yeah. then he decides to run into a sandstorm because he sees in the distance, he's like, I'm gonna go into this. Yeah. So that wasn't a brilliant idea. So a word about this. I think these these shots here, they're beautiful, man. I thought this was a great framed part of the film, like just the way it was shot. When he meets the when he meets uh, I was about to call him the man in black. When he meets the gunslinger, because yeah. he's fucking wearing all black. Yeah. So, you know, I was really, really hoping that first time they meet, that he wouldn't just blurt out the first thing would be, it's you. You like that, cli- that, that sort that of cliche, cliche like, line? I yeah. think that was shown in the trailers. Murphy, it's you. Like, yeah. every, every time, and I'm like, please have, like, some kind of conversation before you come up to the part where he's like, oh, it's you, the gunslinger. Nope. Right away, right off the bat, as cliche right as bat. can be. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, um, and of course, he looks as bored as can be. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I, I don't know. I think I was okay with that. I think cliche is good every once in a while. Like you don't have to flip the script on everything. Like there are certain things that work, and they work for a good reason. Like, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That didn't really bother me. But I, I get why that could be like. That was the I most think, emotional moment in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> for for, for Elba. Um, but uh, I get as being a fan, like being obsessed with the books for, you know, for your whole two months that it took you to read them. Um, <laughs> but uh, like you want things to be as unique as the books are. I get that. Um, at the same time, I was like for that for that scene. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't I don't think it played out with as much oomph. As it as it probably should have. Well, um, and so they're in the middle of this desert, but 
that was all to it. Like, he's just walking around in the desert, really. But in the meantime, Walter can just jump around from wherever he wants to go, go through these And it didn't doors. seem like he was chasing him or doing anything. No, like, he's he just, just literally just strolling through a desert. Yeah, yeah so they don't, they don't really explain, like, yeah, so, like, that's the part where they're like, what have you been doing? Like, are you, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, in the desert, just, like, chilling? Yeah. Uh, and even Obi-Wan had a little hut. <laughs> he's just, just sitting out there. Yeah, the you know, yeah there's no there's no real but there's a there's a great shot when uh he mentions I think he what does he mention the man in black? He mentions the man in black. He mentions black and grabs him, he holds him over the yeah, edge. I was, was like good. there are a lot of movies where someone gets held over an edge, okay? They don't look half as good as this did. I was like in the theater, I'm like, oh this shot looks fucking amazing. Like I thought it was real. Like when and and it was so dramatic and it was so well framed. I was like, there's the Nicolaj that I know. There's who I don't know personally, but you know. Yeah, there's something to be said about a shot where you're dangling somebody over some sort of crevice or abyss where the hero is just holding them out there. And, you know, this is audio, so you can't see me, but just holding them out there yeah. and just holding them out in space and they can't touch. And then you've got this shot where the kid has just got their toes, toes just on barely the on there and just keeping on. And the, the you know, that, you that to me is actually cool. the lifeline. Yeah. Like, there are some shots where they hold him out and it's like, okay, he can just kind of like grab yeah. you and like you both go, yeah. like you'd both go down or whatever, but he's got him out and like he's doing everything he can to try and stay on the yeah. ledge. And the background is like, it's immense, you know, and it's frame filling. It was a great, great shot. I was, I was into that. I like that. I like these, I like the, the look of these scenes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he talks about the man in black, shows him the pictures he's drawn. Um, where I think the, it's got one line that actually got my audience to laugh, uh, where he's like, you know, he takes the drawing, folds it up, puts it in his, you know, coat pocket, and the kid's like, oh yeah, like you can keep. Oh yeah, yeah, he just kind of grabs it and yeah, he's like, you keep that. I was like, oh, that's. It's like, oh, that's cool. You keep that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was actually the first time like I felt like there was some humor in the movie. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Up until that, it was completely humorless. Yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't any. Just yeah. Nothing. Um, and then uh, from then on, they, he says that they have to go see uh, a seer or like um, right. Uh, Someone like to read like his like a read his shine basically or magnify his shine or something like that. So they proceed uh, on their quest and they end up at Pennywise's. Like fair, which I thought was pretty cool. I was like, oh, he walks in. Oh, it's like a it's like a fair that was run by Pennywise, and then they have this subsequent have this action <laughs> scene in there. Um, but they actually jumps back to this uh, to the you know Walter Matthew the man in black basically like he's like he's like a detective. He's like this weird cosmic detective where he's just trying to find out where they are and visit the people that they visited. They talks to the skin people, says, you failed, you failed me, now you die. You know, the classic, this is where the cliche stuff really bothered me because man, the man in black in the books, he is not a cliche character. Like, he's unpredictable. Like, I have no idea, you know, what he's capable yeah. of, right? Um here he's just kind of like you know that average you know the the villain that shoots his own henchmen because they've disobeyed him like you know very scars them yeah or whatever yeah. you know stuff yeah. like that so uh, the, then it, it leads to I can't remember chronolo chronologically where this falls but uh, the the mom like <laughs> it's a really funny like unintentionally funny scene where. The parents come back, stepdad and the mom come back, and Matthew Connor is just like <laughs> just cooking, cooking eggs at, in their kitchen. 
I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, what they were uh, trying to get at with, you know, him just being super, it was like, you know, he was wearing an apron too. He yeah. was wearing an apron. He's wearing black. He, he, it's not going to stain. It'll yeah, be fine. <laughs> he was wearing an apron. It was a very odd, like unintentionally funny scene where he's just like, he just seems like it's he suddenly he's just like Matthew McConaughey, not the man in black. He's yeah. like, oh, you don't mind if I make myself comfortable <laughs> here. And, and like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so then he kills the the husband or the whatever boyfriend whatever he is yeah but then there's this weird scene where she's he basically says you know I want to use your memories to figure out what yeah. Jake knows. I like this scene yeah I don't why why not that I don't like the scene I think it's well acted and yeah it, but the thing that doesn't make any damn sense to me is when Jake was coloring that picture or drawing that picture did he say hey mom come in here and watch me draw this entire picture from scratch I just dreamed something. How the hell would she remember him drawing It's an extrapolation. That? Ah, fuck you. It's an extrapolation. No. Because then why does she even need to be there? It, if he's just extrapolating from the ether. <laughs> he's extrapolating from her memories. She's seen all of his She pictures. hasn't seen... Yeah, but she's she seen hasn't seen him pictures. draw that. No. But and I mean, that was one picture she didn't see because he never... Did he put that? He might have he did, put that one it. single. Like he should, you, yeah. They show him posting. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, my bad. So if she would have shut the hell up. That would have been fine if she would have just pictured that image. But she, they, <clears throat> they took great care in showing him drawing every right. single line on that guy. I think they drawing. took like artistic liberty. Come I'll on, give we're not that. cinema sins, right? I am. Are we in this case? <laughs> we're not cinema sins, right? <sighs> anyway, so you see the scene where he he sees all the pictures. I like this scene because of what he does to the mom. He. Shames her. Shames yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And she can't move. And, like, she plays it really, really well. Because, like, uh, she's, like, holding in all of this emotion where she didn't believe her child. And he says, like, shame on you. Well, yeah. I was like, oh, this is really good. I thought that was really good. That like, was and that's good. obviously, that's something that doesn't happen in the books at all. It's unique to the film. And, like, I, yeah. I thought that was well written and well acted on both sides. I agree. Uh, like, that was a moment where the man in black truly felt, like, more than your run-of-the-mill villain he um well, he, he did something emotionally manipulates yeah he's well, and that's and that's actually. his gem yeah right? that's his thing yeah. and they did they don't do that enough they don't do enough of that. that that was his only time where he felt like a really menacing diabolical deep you know? character like yeah. there's something sinister about him yeah. other than that he was just generic i want to destroy yeah. the world character and yeah who gives a shit like but i he, didn't care he is him. supposed to be a puppet master yeah but otherwise he's just using his powers to do just tell people to stop breathing stop breathing stop. yeah i didn't like that i didn't like how he used it twice yeah i'm sure he probably used it maybe even a third or fourth time i don't know but just the two when he did it on his dad too i'm like oh man learn a different trick yeah yeah you gotta go back to magic school yeah it's it's too easy easy, exactly there's no and i don't mind i don't know i think walter only knows one magic he keeps saying magic says plural but it's the stop breathing (laughs) thing that's all he's got i think it's a good trick stop with the plural thing you're lying on your resume (laughs) but uh but yeah, you know, that scene was really good. I thought that was well played, well acted. It was um, a good scene, but then everything that was in Pennywise's, everything yes, that was in yes. the forest and everything that was that scene of him de- to doing detective work to find out who Jake yeah. was, you didn't need any of that in the film. And that was a probably at least a good eight to ten minutes. Probably more. I mean, he spends a lot more. of time looking for them. Right, but and there was he, no character building moments on either side of those stories. That's right. what I was talking about before with the story A, story B stuff, right? Yeah. It's like the Jake and, and Gunslinger quest 
there's no character building moments there. Sure. They fight the monster, but that doesn't really go anywhere. And and Roland gets sick, and that also doesn't go anywhere. That doesn't help contribute to the plot at all. Right. So, so yeah. So like they're in this Pennywise's thing, and like they end up. He ends up waking up and having this dream, and his dad is like beckoning him to yeah. to come. And it's like I think it's supposed to be what's called a thinny. I think. It's supposed to be like a thingy. No, no, thinny is different. It's not a thinny. I thought no. like the thinny sort of like attracts you to come in. No, no, and consumes you. So this is supposed to be like a rip in the. No, so that's in the first book, like where. Um, oh, like the oracle. Yeah. The oracle. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So All right, sure. They're essentially like spirits that kind of haunt an area, and in the book, it's a lot more sexual, actually. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in this, they're basically feeding off of your. Um, weaknesses, emotional sure. weaknesses, yeah. and just trying to eat you up essentially. Yeah. And he says something escapes, <clears throat> and he explains that the the dark tower and the beams across the dark tower are creating a, a barrier for all realities. Outside of the realities are a world of yeah. monsters and like Lovecraftian level cosmic beings that will devour all of our souls. In. Yeah, and are trying to get in. Um, and one of these minor demons escapes and they get attacked. So this scene is, I have no idea what the hell's going on. Uh, it's yeah. such a contrast to the desert scenes, which are so beautiful and like well shot. This one is a total, total chaotic. like chaotic mess. It's in the dark. It's blurry. I don't know what the monster looks like. Not I, a clue. I and I'm sure there's great design work there, but I have no idea what he looked like. Um, and they actually go through Pennywise's like that uh, theme, uh, park. theme park thing yeah. yeah which I thought would have been a great place like it's an interesting place to have a chase but it's just you know it's all really dark why they you know they chose to do it at night for effect but it was just I don't know like I think they chose to work. do it at night because they didn't have the budget to make the CG look good yeah. on the animal. <laughs> now, and what I don't understand is why is that in Midworld why is Pennywise's carnival yeah. there that's a really it's question. just really random yeah like, slow jerk uh, Stephen King <laughs> That's why he's like, I want. Like, if this is a scene on Earth, when they go back, okay. For the record, Stephen King had nothing to do with this movie. Uh, no, he did. He had veto rights to a lot of stuff in this film. Really? Yes. That's why this movie is so chaotic. I think because you had the studio execs having one say in it, and you also had Stephen King also having a say in it. Okay. But because I, 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 I wanted think, a more faithful reproduction. Yeah, I don't like if you look at like if you look at Stephen King's movies. Well, not even just movies. If you look at his, like his uh, his PR, like the PR stuff, like interviews they've done where they've asked him about the Dark Tower, he's, he's said that they've gone in their own direction. Yeah, he said that, the like, entire he, time he didn't have any creative. Yeah, he's been distancing himself, and I know what you said. Like there was, uh, there was an article that came out that talked about the production and how the production was chaotic. Everyone had a say in like in what was in and what was out. I'm only going off of what he said about the movie, and he's been lukewarm ever since production started. And he's like, they're doing their own thing. Well, I mean, I imagine know. this, right? Like they made a movie on his what he considered considers his, his magnum opus, yeah, and they just. Which yeah, but so like hold he's, on. Here's the th- this is this is the quote I was talking to. Um, this is from sources, an insider. You know, I guess you can only trust it as much as you can. But this is on Gizmodo. Um, that led to a case of too many cooks in the kitchen, according to one insider. Stephen King also had a great deal of input. In return to, for the rights to his work, he retained the veto approval of almost every aspect of the film. 
Whether he exercised them a lot or not, I don't okay, know. Whether it's this, true. this whole film just screams just inconsistent direction. Sure, sure, yeah. I, I, that might be the case. That might be the case. Um, whether that for, there are two things. Whether that report is true because a lot of these insider reports turn out to be like they, they they're they're heard without context yeah, or yeah, stuff. Yeah. Maybe he did have Some veto verified. rights. Yeah. Maybe he did have veto <laughs> rights, but then he was like, you know what? You guys aren't making my my books per se. You're making like a semi sequel or like a re a reimagining. So knock yourselves out. You want to you want to ask me something? Sure, ask me something. You want to know what this demon should look like? Here's a description, or you know whatever, like stuff like that. Maybe he did have veto rights, but never actually exercised them, or maybe he didn't have them at all. Like whatever it happens to be, everything I've read about him and talking about this film has always been at arm's length. He's never said anything. He's never been like, I love the film. They're doing amazing, amazing work. Like I don't think I ever read him say anything like that. And I've read him say stuff about other films of his that he didn't have creative control over mm -hmm. so um anyway so this this muddy action scene happens roland gets uh punctured by uh this demon's tail the rabbit line happens just before this we skip that the famous rabbit line and then uh and then uh we continue on and the man in black continues to look for him and he, they end up at this village, this little shanty village, and it's the first time they use the high speech. These really great, like the one of the things that's really great about the Gunslinger Born comic book is that they're constantly using this this like different uh, vocabulary. That's like do you can it like this, you know, thank you sigh and all mm -hmm. that stuff and the long days and pleasant nights and like all that great great stuff that it's not hard to understand. It's no. all very like it's all very like easy to, straight to understand, straightforward, but it gives you that otherworldly mythological sort of layer on top of it, and they use it for the first time so late in the film. And he says, "Long days and pleasant nights," and and uh, he says, "You know, may you have twice the number that that yeah. type of thing." And I was like, I, I liked it, but I just wish they would. Uh, there was more of it. I wanted more. You know, yeah. I wanted more. I wanted them to use it more regularly. That kind of thing. Um, so they're in this village, and it's. Um, you know, they eat and they decide to take the door back to New York because they can jump through another door that'll take them to the stubby murder dome from the, yeah. the intro intro of the film. And then the, the village gets attacked. And uh, actually, uh, I didn't mind this this scene. I, I actually kind of, I like, I, it was a, you know what it kind of reminded me of? I don't know if you guys have seen The Wolfman, Benicio Del Toro's The Wolfman. It reminded me of the Wolfman attack on the village. It's very similar in terms of chaos. But what I loved about this film is the first time you see him use his guns. It's very late. And the, I, he uses it once on the demon, but this is the first big action scene yeah. where he's using his guns. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's the stopping power of the bullets, which I really love. Like, there's a guy running at him, and he jumps, and when he shoots him, he, like, stops in midair mm -hmm. and, like, falls backwards. Even even gets pushed back a little bit. Like, that kind of, like, stopping power to tell you, to tell the audience, hey... These guns are guns. not normal. Like they're not, there's not, it's not a Glock or even like a Desert Eagle. These are like huge, large caliber irons that are like, they're not, they're, they're special, you know? So he calls and, them his irons. Yeah. And he's, and he, and that's the first time you get to see that, you know, like they're not particularly normal. Like they, their stopping power is ridiculous. Right. And, um, yeah. So then he gets taken and you get this famous scene from the trailer of him like doing the no look shot. 
And uh, I liked it. It's great. If I hadn't seen it 500 times in the trailer before. That's, that's yeah. the problem. The whole time yeah, I was yeah. just like, as soon as I saw that starting, I was like, well, I know where this is going. And then as soon as I saw Jake being taken away by the one thing that was left, I'm like, well, there's no chance anybody's taking away at this point. I know where this is going. Yeah. So I was just, I was unexcited by it. And that, that was where it was also kind of, the, the lighting was inconsistent there because it went from dark to, to, to warm to dark to warm constantly. Oh, and there was the a fire. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, sure. And there was constant cuts. Yeah. And and camera shake, and it was just very erratic to watch. Which maybe that's what they were going for, given maybe. given the scene. But, but I could like, see everything. Like it wasn't like I was confused about what was happening. I knew what was happening. I knew what was happening because I understood what was happening. But right. if I, well, I, I don't know how I would not get context as to what's happening. But like it was just very like I I found it disorienting as fuck. Like I was just yeah. like getting dizzy. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, I I had a different. I had a different take on this one. I thought it was a serviceable action scene with a couple of shining moments when he's using the guns and they're showing that the guns are high caliber, like big, big old can, like hand cannons, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, he does the no look shot, still good, but obviously it's reached saturation point because they included the entire thing in the in the trailer. Yeah. Unfortunately, dampens the effect. And there's um, never anything done quite similar to that afterwards. No, they don't. They like don't. That was do that. that was the extent of his amazing gunslinging ability. They do the ricochet shot once. Once, yeah. I think it's in that. Is it in that scene? No, um, no. The one ricochet shot was the f- with was the finale. Final. No, no, no. He ricochet shots before that. Oh, oh, uh, in the finale, like the lobby when he goes into the the, Against the pig the man and Dixie. No, 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 no. He does it once before. Are you sure? Yeah, he leads up. He leads with a with a shot. Like he he. In an action scene before that, yeah. he does a ricochet ricochet shot to set up the fact that he can, in fact, do a ricochet shot at the end of the film. He does it once. Well, he should have done it more because there are scenes where he should have... Anyways, <laughs> he should have done it in certain situations. Sure, yeah. Um, so anyways, they get to New York and they go to a hospital, which my only read there is that they did this whole him getting sick so they could do the hospital gag. That's which another. Was funny. It was bullshit, though, man. <laughs> what does that help apply? No, That's already no. so light. Like, yeah, yeah. you don't need that. Like, focus on the characters. At this point, like, it didn't. It didn't make me like the characters anymore. The only scene I could think of that made me like the characters anymore was on the bus when he was giving him the pills and he was drinking coke. And you need yeah. that. You didn't yeah. need the pills to make that to sell that. You can just give him the coke, and he could just go nuts for it, and that would have been good. And a guy like Idris Elba, yeah, in that scene, oh, would have been great. Would have been great. Yeah. And, and but instead, he underplays it. He underplays. He that underplays scene. that too. Yeah, that's one of my favorite moments in the books. He has a coke. For oh, really? And, time. Okay. And it's literally two and a half pages describing how it feels to have a coke. Yeah. When you're like. What, how old is he? Like 300 years old or yeah, something like yeah. that? And, and he's like... Sugar is and sugar is so... Yeah, like, yeah. like, sugar is so hard to come by. To get an ounce to of get a, sugar that's get in that, that Coke. To that much in yeah. Coke, it's like, yeah, he just goes nuts. He's like, Sweet. oh my God, what is this? Nectar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, he just keeps repeating the word, Sweet. <laughs> Like not like sweet, like yeah. sweet, sweet, like, and he's sick at the time in the in the books as yeah. well. So this thing about him being sick is not is not unique. Like they they did that. On they just part. didn't use it. Well. They didn't no, use they it. Didn't they didn't use it all yeah. in this. There was at no point did I feel like he was in any trouble yeah. at all. Throughout yeah, the, throughout yeah. the village. And the thing is, is again with the village scene, I know he's getting to the end of that scene because he got to do his no look shot. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's why, like, it doesn't. Yeah, the yeah. sickness doesn't make me worry for the character sure. at all, and it doesn't make him lose Jake. Like if he was sick and that was the res- that's what resulted in him losing Jake yeah. then that would have made sense 
sense. He was too sick to lift his gun or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, use it that way. But like in this case, he just killed 12, 12 I don't know how many of uh, ever villains. Yeah. And he killed one without even looking. I think he's fine. I think he's okay. <laughs> I think he's going to be no, okay. I, I agree with you. I think that whole thing was just a setup to have a funny scene in the hospital. And yeah. that was it. Yeah. Yeah. There's other ways to do and funny scenes and character moments. Yeah, it's like yeah. Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. It was just the two of them on a boat and they made that, that entire scene just so good to watch. Yeah. And it developed so much character in, the, in, in, yeah. in just the four minutes they spent there. Whereas in this, you've got to do essentially like a half movie setup almost between when he gets sick and when the friggin' payoff yeah. comes. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so. agreed. I, I think that it's a it, it was a half-ass attempt to yeah. to uh, recapture a similar plot line or similar thread from the from the books. Yeah, that does play because he is well, it's significant, dude. Enough. He is sick. He is dreadfully sick. Yeah, in the novels, like he is close well, to death. It's not like, ruin it. Yeah, I, but okay. Sorry. Let's yeah. Let's yeah. just stick with the movie. Anyway, anyway, anyway yeah. We'll so, but they're they're pulling a lot of these yeah. from the book, but they're they're neutering it for the for the film. So, um, so anyway, he gets on the bus, visits the homeless dude. Uh, again, because the whole, he, he remembers, he remembers that the homeless him. guy that told him right. were coming after him. Yeah, about and, where he could find the bad guys in New York. Yeah. The thing that I didn't understand there, which kind of just... What, why, after the man in black has used these kids psychically, why would he just be like, all right, let's bring them back to where we found them? Oh, I think he escaped. I think, yeah, he's supposed to be an escapee. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, he says... But again, he made it sound it's, like he's bringing them back. And I was like, no. he clearly has no qualms about killing people when he's done with them. So yeah. why would he bring them back? But okay, yeah. maybe he escaped. Yeah, yeah. He escaped. It, Again, it's not clear, but that's kind of what you surmise that, okay, this guy probably, he probably got Because it. his Which life is so, like, he's like basically he's kind of like, cover, he's, like he's trying yeah, to hide. He's not all yeah. there, too, true, right? Yeah, true. So, uh, so there's so that weird thing. But they then they go him. to the gun shop. Well, yeah, oh, they, they, find, they, shot. Shot. they find that the mother is gone, emotional scene, yeah. yada, yada. That was played, I was played okay. It was played all right. It was played okay. Um, but then, then the next thing that got me was the gun shop, and they get all of this 45 caliber bullets or whatever yeah, yeah. they are, which is, technically, it's just a big-ass hand can. There's yeah. nothing special about the bullets. Sure. You can yeah. just buy them on, on yeah. in, in Earth. But um, the thing that bugs me is there was just, I don't know, and you guys as, as readers of the books might disagree, but why the... F- fuck, didn't he grab a couple of assault rifles or some Uzis? Like, that would have been more interesting. Because the thing is, is if they would have said, like, his guns have a certain power about them, he can do things with these weapons that he can't do with any other. Yeah. They didn't do any of that. It's the implication. It's just, but th- th- there's no, like, there's no reason, there's no practical reason for him not to grab anything else. Well, he's, first of all, he's never actually used another gun. I understand that. Yeah. But, but do they not talk about work. his guns being forged from... Excalibur. They mention that they're from Excalibur, but like if if he could do like for instance, if he could do like uh, what was that movie Wanted, where he could curve the bullets or do yeah. something very unique with those bullets, yeah. that would be a little bit of a different story. Then it would make sense, and they should all they needed to do was something like him shooting through something that's impossible to shoot through, yeah, or like sure, curving sure. a bullet, or being sure. able to do crazy bank shots the whole time. Yeah. But they don't, and he okay. treats the weapons just as they are as really powerful hand cannons. And they had that whole idea in the scene where he was in the village where he was like, yeah, you're really going to like Earth because we've got all these kinds of crazy guns. This is essentially what he's alluding to and bullets are plentiful. But they don't really go for it. Like yeah. that would have been – how neat would it have been is all of a sudden he's down and out. They There's hand cannons or, or even when he gets pinned down in the big yeah. fight scene, he tosses out his cannons and he comes around and he's just got these two Uzis or something yeah, else yeah. that they would not have expected. And then he mows everybody down. I have an even better idea. Like the, the idea is even better. I think that um, if they if they had him take other guns and he could even talk about it, he could say, 
what I can do with my guns. I can like I'm I can aim. I'm, I'm so comfortable with my guns. I can do the ricochet shots with these guns. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't. I can't do that with other weapons, and I'm unfamiliar with them. But maybe they take them anyway, and they can have a great scene where he runs out of bullets and wanted to buy some time. He like uses the Uzi That's and totally mean. fucks it up. Yeah, and just like he's just like, what the hell? It flies exactly. out of his hands, and just like so much potential. <laughs> like there's so much like if you want to put gags into it, there's some potentials for some pretty decent gags or some decent character moments where he's character a fallible character. Yeah, yeah, right. Like he I'm doesn't sure. know what he's doing. He's not yeah. an expert in this this world. He's exactly. not. He's, he's an alien in this right. world. Yeah, so I, I agree that, that it, it was a missed I, opportunity in some form or fashion there for sure. I think specifically if we wanted to make that scene work, and again, this is just I'm not a writer or anything, so I'm this is just you know again armchair writer for the moment. But to make that scene work, it wouldn't be him. He would never take one of those guns. Uh, Jake should have. Jake should have been like, oh, I'm going to take this and mm-hmm. I'm going to take this and I'm gonna, he's going to put them all in a duffel that, bag. Yeah, that and then if something happens, whatever, he can use them. Or a gunslinger finds out he needs like to use other guns. And that could be a great gag of him using other guns and just not – he's just like – because, again, I'm bringing it back like back to the books a little bit. He describes the manufacture of these weapons when he sees them as being like plastic toys. Mm-hmm. Like he describes them as just being brittle – Poorly made, like they're you know, like that kind of thing. Like he, he's, he's a gun snob. That's what he's, he's a, a gun, gun snob. snob. Yeah, yeah, exactly. gun <laughs> that's that's his new name. Yeah, is the, yeah, gun the gun the snobber. snobber. <laughs> the gun snobber. Um, but how cool would that then? In that case, in that same vein, I mean, because he's clearly stronger than it seems like yes, mortal yeah, man on earth. Yeah. How cool would it have been? Is if Jake says to him like, "Oh, you should get that shotgun," he just picks up and breaks it in his hands. Yeah, and he's like, you know what I mean? He's like, like these are I can't crap, these, show these that are these kids, are absolutely exactly crap these guys. are kids' yeah. toys. Yeah. yeah, that would have been so. That would have been great. You're and right. that would have led. Right. And now I'm skipping ahead to the next game. Yeah. Let me let me let's go back to the scene quickly. Is at this point he goes to the gun store. That's when Jake gets taken, and the man in black is not actually there, and it's just he's messing just, with yeah. with Roland. Yeah. So then they go and he's got to go and break him out and he's got to go through the bad guys on Earth to yeah. get to the Stumpy Tower. Yeah. Now, if he would have also really established just how much stronger he is and that they're using Earth weapons on him, to me it would have made a lot more sense of him being somewhat impervious to the bullets, maybe not fully bulletproof, to some of the stuff he was able to do. Because honestly, like, I know he's good with his guns, but they didn't establish that he could take on an squ- army, an yeah. army with fully automatic weapons yeah. with two six shooters. Yeah, Let's they did some. Like, we'll get to that that last action scene in, in a second. Yeah, um, but like some of the things he could have done, he could have blocked a bullet with his gun. Yeah, like he could have done something like like the guy shoots and he just like and yeah. he just like and he shoots back or something like that. And that would have that that would have done two things. It would have added credibility to his character as being even more formidable in a firefight. Right. And on top of that, it would have added credibility of him being like, yeah, fuck these toy guns. I've got my Excalibur guns here. Yeah. You guys don't stand a chance. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that would have been like uh, Jedi's with their lightsabers, exactly. reflecting, deflecting uh, oh, the, exactly. the bullets back. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That would have made it so much better. Instead, he kind of hides behind a pillar, gets shot at the pillar a bunch, and then he just rotates around and starts shooting people. Yeah. It was like it, it, it didn't work. It yeah. didn't show like like in the Matrix when Neo did that. He was moving faster than Everybody, than yeah. anybody could could even catch him at, and he yeah. waited for them to reload. Right. There was a lull in their shooting, yeah. and then that's when he plans his attack. Yeah. In this, they were still shooting. Yeah, it's a very generic action scene. Yeah, so exactly. it comes up. So Jake gets kidnapped. Oh, because uh, he gets locked out of the right. store. He, gets he locked runs out of the store. and he right, runs right, into. Right. He gets caught by the man in black himself. Right? Does he? I can't, can't even remember. remember. No, yeah. no, no, he gets caught by. Yeah. 
Who cares? Somebody. <laughs> anyway, so he they drag him hot. off to this <laughs> facility where they're going to use his uh, magnified shine, shine to, yeah. to be to break the last beams of the tower and you know let this darkness in. And um, uh, Deshane, like Roland, uh, what does he do? He he uh, kills everybody and goes through the portal. Oh, he tries to go through the portal, and then they were trying to close it on him. Yeah, he the, no, no, well, this even before that, he goes to the pig, the the what is it, the Dixie pig, the Dixie pig. Yeah, Dixie. he goes to the Dixie pig, which I just read about finally mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the song for Susanna. He, he, all of these things, these things that are pulling up are in the last two books. Like they're not even, there's not a lot of it's from anywhere else. Anyway, um, so they go to the, he goes to the Dixie pick and does this whole like blade, Neo, Trinity, like, you know, attack against the uh, facility. And this is an interesting scene because it is kind of a generic action scene. You get to see him use his guns. Some of the stunts are pretty cool, but here's a weird thing. The trailers for these movies and the posters all show his eyes changing color to blue and his guns glowing blue. It's in the trailers and it's in all the posters. Doesn't happen in the movies. Not hmm. even a once. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? I actually don't even remember this from the trailer, to be honest. I don't either, but I'll take So it does yeah. where he's like look, looks up and his eyes are, are, tur- are changing to like a very light blue. And like his gun, his guns when he shoots up, they're glowing blue. Like the the writing is glowing on blue. Yeah. So it leads to that sort of Excalibur, forged from Excalibur kind of steel thing, but it's not in the movie at all. That's, Isn't that weird? That is a very weird. ordinary gunfight. It's so ordinary. Yeah. It's so ordinary. Now I remember when the the trailer first came out. And everybody lamented the fact that all oh, his eyes, his guns are glowing and his eyes are glowing blue and all this is just awful. And people were just kind of wham, wham, crying about it. I wasn't, I, I, I mean, they do whatever they do. They take their creative license. Um, but, you know, a lot of the things are, a lot of the descriptions in the books are about Roland's eyes. There's a lot of descriptions about Roland's eyes being a piercing like sapphire blue. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe they change color. Like when he goes into the, you know, he goes into this killer like gunslinger mode where he's like a robot and they change color. The guns light up. I'm like, ah, it's kind of hokey, but you know, it's not awful. Like it's, it's kind of hokey, but the more interesting thing rather than how I feel about it is not that interesting. Um, How I feel isn't that interesting. What's interesting is that they decided they cut it out. It's not in the movie. Um, there's a shot where he's getting shot at by the pillar and he's sitting down there. He's looking down and then he looks up and then he comes back out and he starts shooting them. Yeah. That's the shot. I'm almost, I'm 90% sure that's the shot from the trailer where he looks up and his eyes start to change colors. And then he comes back out and his guns are glowing. And you know what? If that you add that effect... I'm way more okay with it because something supernatural is going on and something's somewhat protecting him in some way. But that's the thing is like, that's, if he just comes around all normal, like, yeah. why There's did he nothing to suggest he's a special yeah. gunslinger. No, exactly. Like that he has anything special ability. about him. Right. Yeah. He's just a guy with two cannons that has good aim, but that's about it. Yeah. I don't care how good of an aim you have. If you've got bullets flying around you from multiple guns that are firing, you know, multiple rounds per second, you're going to get cut down. Yeah, I'm just trying to look up the poster that has the blue. Yeah, here it is. 
I'll just show you guys real quick. Yeah, the blue. Yeah, the, the blue. blue oh, you know what? I remember this now. Yeah. So even in like, and you look at the context of the picture where he's doing a two-step. Yeah, you can see uh, the guns are glowing. Right. Yeah. Right. And he's not. This actually, is the that, worst. That poster. looks <laughs> pretty, pretty <laughs> awful. Awful poster. Um, but the guns are glowing, and even his eyes. So that was pitch perfect. <laughs> Yeah, and even like look, even like the the letters of one sworn to protect are changing to the color blue. This was in their entire campaign, uh, yeah, and they didn't use it at all. I love it when ad it. campaigns just totally pull the wool over the, your eyes. Yeah, this is totally not the first time it's happened. No. There are a lot of other scenes like uh, in movies that happen in the trailer that you never see, and they're deleted scenes. But these are unmodified. These are mm -hmm. modified scenes. I think it's the same shot. Predators did that with the multiple multiple, unrolled. but that. Oh, that one stung very, very badly. Yeah, I know. That was a promise that they, 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 they didn't couldn't deliver. keep. They didn't deliver. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the Predator, like the movie Predators. No, I know um, Predators, yeah. Yeah, the, the with... Um, but I don't remember trailer for it. Anyway, Adrian the trailer Brody. for Adrian Brody and it's directed by... Um, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Anyway, so there are multiple Predators. It says Predators. There's, there's, there's three of them. But in the trailer for the movie, like... Uh, the lead is standing there like this and one of the Predator 3 dot aimers lasers appear on him and then another one appears and then another one mm -hmm. and then like six more appear and then that's the end of the trailer and it's like oh Predator is like crazy love him three yeah. <laughs> and there's in that, that scene, scene I'm pretty sure there's only one dot on him and that scene only one aimer <laughs> shows up the other two Predators like yeah you got this yeah. <laughs> you don't need our you don't need our dots oh it was so funny I, I not funny I remember seeing that and I'm like what you bastard like that was just a total totally rickrolled on that yeah. like I felt like after that shot where the one aimer appears it was just like <laughs> like it just told like Rick, like skip into a Rick Astley video yeah. right there. You've been Rick rolled, right? Oh my god. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the the, the blue guns and blue eyes totally ditched, uh, and I think maybe it had something to do with the fan reaction when the original trailer and poster art came out. Yeah, could and be they just tested poorly and they wanted to take that out because yeah, and it and it's look and it looks and it is a digital effect, so it's just a matter of. Taking that layer out, it's like, now it's not in the movie. Congratulations. Yep, right? that easy. Um, anyway, so yeah, generic action scene, nothing here to really write home about. And then he faces off against the man in black. Which again, generic oh, action man. scene. Remember how, on the Wonder Woman film how I was like, I, I, like, I hate that cliched like Magneto slash... Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna stand there and throw everything and throw at you. Throw stuff at you. Yeah. This was Wait, like... Magic hands, magic hands. <laughs> jazz hands. And oh man, same shit. Oh, I was I glass was, and like metal and oh my god, it was just. I actually preferred the scene in Wonder Woman, which is saying a lot. By a I lot, because not, there's some emotional like investment scene. in this scene. You've got a guy that has guns that you don't give a shit about, and you've got a guy that's a bad guy where you don't understand any of his motivation other yeah. than he wants to destroy reality for no apparent reason. Yeah, it's just so I don't know it, when his when his magics. <laughs> Magixes. 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 Don't I, work on Roland. What does that even mean? Like, again, it means yeah, that he says, he says that uh, you can't breathe and that's about it, but he can throw magic objects at him? Again, well, like, let's that's, say he's manipulating physical objects and using the magics to propel them <laughs> at him at high speeds. But he could have done this before. Like, it had to come to this... Yeah, they both, showdown they both had each other point blank when Several, they killed yeah. his father. Yeah, 
or when he killed his father. And it's like neither of them. He one guy walked away like, yeah, I'll get you later, and the other guy's like, ah, I don't yeah. need to use all these bullets. <laughs> like easy. it didn't make just, sense. Yeah, was, this whole movie. Like, he catches the bullet. Why did he just fire it right back? Because he does that in the thing where you think, pew, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> But he's like flicking bullets at him. Yeah. Like, oh god! But then there's that really weird but... scene early, between where he realizes Roland is after him, and he he held on to that bullet, but like that he the, caught. Yeah, and he, he tries caught. to flick it at him and kill him. I'm like, no, 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 no. He doesn't. Not, not does that not? first bullet. No, I think he just holds on to oh. it. But he had it in that little box, and he opens yeah, it. And he's like Roland, right. old yeah, friend, yeah. right? Yeah. He says something like that, but. Again, there's there's no reason why like, why does he care so much yeah. aside from he doesn't like know. what's their history? Yeah, there's no history. Nothing. Or 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 is he just intrigued because the magics don't affect him? Like yeah. there's nothing there. It's just it's not generic bad guy. Generic. Yeah, there's nothing. Did they, not did even, they even say at any point in the movie that the gunslingers are supposed to protect the dark tower? Yeah, they mentioned that. They mentioned that at the the dinner scene. And they kind of shame him because it's like, ah, you're just after for vengeance or oh, something like yeah, that. that. Yeah, you're no longer really a gunslinger. I mean, oh, yeah, I, that's right. That's I right. You're not really a gunslinger. I can't, we can't yeah. talk about that without talking about the books again. Yeah. The motivations here are completely, like, lost. they're changed. They're lost. Yeah. They basically took an o- obvious, they took an obvious, like, U-turn on his motivation saying he's all about revenge. Yeah. When his character is built principally in the book to be about duty. Yeah. And um, that okay. switch is like, okay, you can you can make that switch if you do something in, like interesting with it, but they made that switch because it streamlines everything and everything becomes way much more understandable or whatever. They just like boiled it down to its like... But it also reduces the significance of the yes. Dark Tower. It's, yes. It's the name of the fucking Cor- movie. Correct. It reduces the significance and the fact that the Dark <laughs> Tower is just floating in the clouds somewhere and... It's just, just a random tower. It's just a random tower that nobody in the book sees. No, like nobody even sees it in a dream oh, if I'm like... If you I'm know, not. actually we missed something I wanted to yeah. remind about yeah, as yeah. well. Um, back at the house when Jake goes through the portal... There's a graffiti that says "All hail the Crimson King." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That was it. Who Again. the fuck's the Crimson King? Yeah, I I thought it was maybe the man. Because it's, 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 it's another... done twice, Where's right? Because like it, no, they show the same. I think they show the same thing twice because the, oh. the man in black walks through the house. That's right. He goes through the house. He goes again, through the house and, and he looks and he's at like, oh, oh, ding. Yeah, <laughs> and keeps walking. Is it another character from the Dark Tower, it's, or is it another? It's the Stephen guy King who's like slow jerking. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, a it is a dark tower, dark tower, but there's just no explanation. There's zero like, explanation. Yeah. Who is a crimson? Is it the man in black, or is it someone the man in black works for? Yeah, or the eye, totally the sigil, else? like the eye of the crimson king. That's is right. Painted everywhere. It's again, it's offered with zero explanation, and they make it seem significant, but right to what purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so really generic scene on like a really like. Uh, a really like the a final showdown that's a real letdown. Yeah. Um, I like the way he dispatches it. I like the idea, like that he had like the, the with the the one shot and the ricochet shot. I'm like that was pretty cool, but like I don't care, so yeah. it's not uh, it's not as effective that way. But the whole like hand wavy thing, the boss, the hand wavy boss fight. Yeah, the Magneto, you know, uh, thing force, you know, force moving thing. I just I, I can't get behind that. It's so. It's so. Let's do something a little different, folks. Yeah, yeah. it's too. It's been, it's been done to death. So uh, he goes in. He grabs Jake. Does he kill everybody? He doesn't. Oh, sorry. No, no. This, this I take issue with. 
I mean, he uh, frees Jake by shooting off his oh, left, left hand, <laughs> which apparently releases everything. Good thing he knew to shoot the left, left one. It releases <laughs> all of the other shackles amazingly. He runs out, and then he shoots the machine, and it which ex- proceeds to blow what? up and probably kills everybody in that small village oh next to God. the stubby tower. <laughs> yeah. The explosion was massive. There's no way that village survived. So wait. And they had, did, like, kids in there. They had yeah. children. Yeah. That's right. They oh, all, that's the first scene, Little too. kids. So I was like, holy shit, Roland. <laughs> Do you know what you're blowing up? Like, you, was, yeah, he just well, blows it up. I found it comical that he shot one bullet and the entire mountainside like exploded. <laughs> I'm like, if you wanted proof that these guns are special, my friend, <laughs> there it is. One shot, kaboom. And they don't, they don't, he didn't like shoot. It's not like he shot a propane tank. Well, or he, like he, he shot like, a psychic machine. Or like a fire extinguisher or something that like explode. Like people are like, oh yeah, you know, if you knock those over, they explode, right? Isn't that how they work? Like they, he didn't do, he just shot the machine once and the entire place combusts. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was, I was like that. I don't know. I feel like there was a scene in there where like that was missing where they threw a grenade or like they set charges or right they, after evacuating the entire town yes. of people yes. Yes. Little, kids. Right. little kids kidnapped kids kidnapped, kidnapped kids from other worlds made a fury death oh. um, with their brains sucked out yeah that's right so uh, he comes back uh, they go back to New York, New York, they right? back to New York they're back in New York and he has a hot dog and then he says savages. I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dog is this? What kind of dog? <laughs> savages. Sweet. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> savages. That was a good line. Um, and uh, tells Jake to come with him. And then they they uh, go to uh, the same house, I think, to jump back through uh, gate. Mm-hmm. Back to Midworld, I think. And then they show the rose yeah. on the right side. And at the beginning of the film, they show the Sombra Corporation title card that's right which is like also plays into the mythology but has zero explanation yeah uh there's there's tet no. corporation oh was it tet? tet sorry i thought it was sombra no tet i think it was tet with the turtle oh the turtle that's right yeah the turtle and the turtle has no explanation either maybe when you see it but that's another that's, yeah, that'll be, yeah. that's another yeah. Stephen that's King a, jerk that's, the, that's another <laughs> slow jerk the Stephen King slow jerk man <laughs> <laughs> if we've established anything in this podcast today is that Stephen King and slow jerking on camera is probably a thing somewhere. Oh my god. Yeah, Stephen King. Yeah, this was another this was another um, Stephen King handy. And um He does have quite an ego. Well you know, actually I've watched interviews with him. He's not he he's he's not egotistical. He's when he or he doesn't come off as such mm-hmm. in in interviews. He's pretty humble and he's like I you know he doesn't think he writes classic novels. He like you literally ask him. He's like I write like sometimes I feel like I write cheap thrillers. You know like paperbacks for the plane kind of thing. They sell them mm-hmm. at the airport. Um, you know and he he lists off a bunch of people who he thinks write classic. You no, know, he literature. is he is fairly self self deprecating. He is and uh, yeah I don't know in like I said we talked about his his stake in the film. Who knows what what actually happened. But, uh, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the, the film. There's no post credit sequence or anything like that. I didn't um, even bother staying. I'm like, there could be, I really don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not, not, 
not a good first go. They're talking about a TV series. To there, a, I think there was initially talk about. I don't no, know I think they're still. still they, they they appointed a showrunner, and uh, based on the success of this film, I don't think so. <laughs> I think they sent out like I saw a headline where they sent out some kind of questionnaire yeah. to a bunch of people where people are they asked them about their interest, and a lot of people are interested in seeing a television series rather than a film, which is typically like I mean I think. It goes without saying that's the approach they should have taken. Yeah, um, in the first place. Or just again, take take notes from John Wick. Focus the story on a very character-driven science fiction horror event, but hint at this outside world. Then the TV series tells the story of the uh, Wizard in Glass, which is the same story that the first Marvel comic book tells. Right. Um, is that what it's supposed to be? That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed oh, to be Wizard cool. in okay. Glass. Okay. So uh, I, I I would love to see more of the Dark Tower. I'd love to see more of Idris Elba as as the gunslinger. I think he needs a costume change. Mm-hmm. I think he needs a little bit of a rewrite of his motivations. I'd love to see Matthew McConaughey take another shot at the Man in Black for, for you know, but like. It's just the movie that's built around these actors is not. Uh, it's not coherent. It's it 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 takes everything that's unique about the properties and uh, boils it down to a very lame, uh, vanilla, you know, poorly edited science fiction film. And uh, it's really the bottom line. Like, and there there are things that I enjoy about this movie. There's make you know, make no, and I've told we've talked about them, but I just uh, you know I can't recommend it. Being a Dark Tower fan, I was really excited about the film. Um, ignored a lot of the negative press, but went in and, and was and unfortunately was disappointed. It's just it's too bad uh, because the Dark Tower really is a unique property. It really is. Mm. It has a lot of promise. I think as a TV show, it would have a lot more because they can they don't have to make it so condensed they don't have to worry about runtime yeah they can actually really like you said expand into the universe yeah that's right yeah so I would still hold out hope that maybe the TV show yeah. can redeem this and, and again I'd love <clears throat> to see them continue their roles so when, any final thoughts nope <laughs> <laughs> I think we said enough yeah. I don't really I, I, I have nothing else to add I think I've said everything I had to say sure yeah. um yeah, I, and the ending kind of fell flat for me too because it was just the, the let's go be gunslingers. Okay, did <laughs> yeah, and then they're just gone. Like that was another cheese part. So, gunslingers, like oh cool. Yeah, he just called me a gunslinger. Yeah, yeah, it was a very it was kind of a cheesy was, ending. I didn't like that at all. And the gunslingers creed, I thought oh, it was really cool. There was one other thing. Yeah. I, the, as soon as uh, the, he was reciting the oath, all I could think of in my head was fuck. DC, please cast him as John Stewart. Oh yeah, he would, him reading that oath. I yeah. was just like, oh, oh brightest day. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's right, John Stewart. The Green I had Lantern. a slow jerk moment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, brightest day. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't shaking his fist. He was just he was uh, giving himself the old. Oh, he'd be like a perfect J. Arthur, right? Um, writing some poetry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. No, uh, he would make a great John Stewart, better than Tyrese, who's just been campaigning for the role Fuck. for the longest time. Yeah, no, really? Um, yeah, uh, I think Elbow would make a great. Yeah, Elbow would make a great anything. He He's, would. He would, and he wasn't like yeah, he wasn't bad in this film. He, he just was. Needs, it wasn't his fault though. No, I think it was just directed poorly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not to. I don't know. And it that's the other just, thing. Like, and and uh, I wouldn't write off like. Uh, Arsol as a as a director. You guys no. should definitely check out like a Royal Affair. It's a fantastic. Fantastic movie. 
it's you know it's Danish, so it's not English. So there's subtitles. So Justin, you're probably not going to be able to watch it. You can't read. So uh, <laughs> so you, you should check it. You should check it out. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So it's just like they had. I feel like they had the right pieces, but this just stinks of you know production woes. Like. Uh, and uh, and too many cooks in the kitchen. Very poor editing. Yeah, and like it's a it's a Green Lantern thing. I feel like this is a very similar to Green Lantern. For me, it's I have a similar feeling. So, um, yeah, uh, I think that's it. That's it for me. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Sudeep, thanks for joining us this time around. Hell thanks yeah. for having me. How'd you how'd you feel about your first go? It's good. Vented a lot. <laughs> You're gonna so sleep well tonight. I've been, I've been holding a lot of feelings about this movie. So maybe we can do something uh, where you know we have good things to say about sure, it. Sure, sure. Like, and I was thinking we could do a little side quest one uh, about the books at some. Oh point. yeah, and that would be when I finish up. So maybe in a year or so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll reread them in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. Well, uh, this has been. Welcome to your doom, episode number five, The Dark Tower. This is Atul. This is Justin. We're signing out. See you guys. Cheers. Cheers.